People say I'm arrogant, but I know better. John Sununu. And today, we will be continuing this series of Love is This, Not That. Today's topic is Love is Not Arrogant. Buckle your seatbelts, because this is going to be good. Hey, everybody. Great to have you back here. This is Isaac and Michelle here in the studio. Hey. We're talking about the subject arrogance, and you know, this one's a really good one. I'm actually really excited about some of the things that we're going to be sharing today. Mm -hmm. Um, Michelle, why don't you start us off? What is arrogance? So arrogance is listed as a narcissistic behavior, or um, also Ooh. it's characterized by having like an exaggerated sense of importance um, mm. in yourself or in your abilities. Um, there's been some studies about arrogance, and uh, they talk about people who are arrogant, they wrongly believe that their expertise will justify their behavior. So it's almost like what they know is more important than what they do. Ooh, I've, I've met a couple of those folks in the office. <laughs> they're, they're those ones that they feel like it's okay to be a jerk. It's okay to be a explicit person you know, Mark's whole, um, uh, as long as mm -hmm. your ends justify your means. I'm sure you've run into some people like that. Well, yeah. And the truth of the matter is, um, I think we could all agree that arrogant people are hard to love. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And even like, um, some people really take advantage of their position when they are left unchallenged and, uh, sometimes they can provoke a lot of intimidation and these people become really arrogant because no one is really standing up and saying, you know, tone it down a bit. Maybe it's because they could be more knowledgeable about the subject that they are working on. Maybe they're the most skilled person. However, it can lend to the danger of that person being so overly confident that they can become arrogant. And that does become a turnoff to those who are around that person. Yeah, but I think there's a, a big difference as well, you know, now that we're talking about that, and actually the research really kind of splits this whole concept of of what is arrogance, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we want to make a difference. Arrogance is not confidence. The, the best way to describe it is kind of how Michelle already said, it's an exaggerated sense of self-importance yeah. or an exaggerated sense that your abilities are better than everybody. As they say, you're writing checks that your um, your ego can't can't cash. Yeah, but before you move forward, there's also a definition by Hannon Parvis, um, and I wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about this. Yeah, so um, Hannon Parvis in uh, um, uh, the Psychology of an Arrogant Person wrote, "Arrogance can be defined." as the personality trait whereby a person has an obnoxious, elevated sense of self-worth. An arrogant person is the one who acts as if they are superior, more worthy, and more important than others. And therefore, they tend to disrespect and put others down. Mm. So right. in, in this kind of journey that we've been doing of love is this, not that, if you've noticed some of the qualities that we describe about love is this, they're very selfless, yeah. right? They're very giving in nature. They're um, sacrificial almost, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And the qualities usually that we pretty much can define as love is not this mm -hmm. are often kind of qualities that take us towards 
the opposite of that, which yeah. are, are really just, you know, putting ourselves before everybody else, yeah. um, choosing ourselves over um, every, you know, uh, our, our way, our, because we feel we're more knowledgeable about the situation. And it's just, it, yeah. it's just obnoxious in, in, in soft situations and sometimes absolutely brutal yeah. in, in really excessive situations. But you know, what's funny is these characteristics that we're discussing, like last time we were talking about jealousy, how it can be taken to an extreme. So jealousy can be healthy, right? But when you take it to an extreme, it can be harmful. Likewise, uh, confidence is healthy, right? It uh -huh. is a good thing. Confidence will really change the outcome of a lot of what you do or how things turn out. However, taking that confidence to an extreme where it becomes arrogance, then it's harmful. Then yeah. it's, it, you know, anything to an extreme is probably not healthy. So um, I do, I am a big believer in balance mm -hmm. and making sure that we do discuss because we, we are not about taking extremes, right? And so I do not want to knock people with confidence. That's not my intention. Yeah, no, not at all. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I do want to show the difference between arrogance and confidence and where that fine line, you know, is drawn. If you're really confident and it's a healthy confidence, you can be humble at the same time. Yeah. So you can be um, really confident in your ability. So I've met some some people that are extremely capable musicians in just my you know travels. Yeah. And I've met bo the, both. I've mm -hmm. met the extremely capable musicians, which were also arrogant and just obnoxious, and <laughs> and they. You know, honestly, if you ever ask yourself, why do you, why did the band break up? Uh -huh. And I'll tell you why the band broke up. Yeah. Because I've been in the band <laughs> several times. <laughs> I'll tell you why the band broke up. It broke up because there's usually an obnoxiously arrogant, very talented, yes. but obnoxiously arrogant musician in the band that demands on getting extra respect or extra whatever mm -hmm. and credit and everything and eventually it it almost becomes like that you know that movie connor for real or whatever I, it, yeah wouldn't recommend the movie but anyways <laughs> um it becomes like that where they they want all the credit they want all the uh glory or and they or, don't they say they don't but they really do or they belittle and they belittle the everybody else it, whatever it is maybe they don't want all the glory they just they have an obnoxious way better than that uh, i'm better than you mm -hmm. and i can do this and they just kind of talk that way yeah. and eventually nobody can stand even though the music's beautiful even though it's great having adoring fans even though all of the things are great you can't stand it yeah. That long. Even though the money's yeah. flowing, you, eventually you're just like, I can't deal with it and, anymore. And, you know, if it's breaking up bands, guess what? It's most certainly breaking up relationships. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, it's make, breaking up marriages. Uh, this sort of attitude has no place in a relationship. Yeah. But getting back to that whole aspect is that you can be confident and humble at the same time. We've seen that also. I've also seen that in great, some some great music groups that are really um, caring about each other, and they care about what they think and how they um, uh, how they go through stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, because they're caring, because they're incredibly talented and capable, but then at the same time humble enough yeah. to listen to each other, humble enough to listen to even you know people that 
that uh, can come from nowhere and teach them something. Yeah, and I think it's because they value the members of their team. Yeah. You know, they're able to recognize their strengths. Uh, they're able to recognize where they need them. And they're able to see that together they are more. Yeah. And that that's kind of one of those aspects that it's okay to have great confidence. But the difference between, I guess, confidence and arrogance is the fruit of it. Yes. Right? Com- the fruit of confidence should build everybody up, not just yourself, but everybody else. Right. If it's only building you up, you kind of want to think about that. Right. Especially if you see that it's pushing people down. But I would even challenge yourself, you know, mm. challenge yourself. Are you only building yourself up? Yeah. Because that's already a danger right there because it should be something that you use for yourself and others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um, let's jump into this. So some of the ways arrogance will manifest itself are and, you know, it will manifest itself in criticism. Yes. So we are going to talk about a few of these topics. So criticism is one. What's the next one? Lack of compromise. Okay. We got a belittlement of others. Belittlement. Judge, uh, judgmental attitudes. Oh, for sure. And uh, lack of accountability. Mm. Uh, this is uh, not an exhaustive list. <laughs> there probably are a lot of other categories, what? but this is, yeah. I'm sure we know everything, Michelle. Ah. <laughs> I just sounded arrogant no, right there, didn't I, d- I don't want you to think that there's, oh, there's these five and that is it. No, uh, these are the five we want, we want to touch on. Criticism. So the, the do's and don'ts and what is something that you should not do. Um, don't criticize, right? Or we need feedback in general, but there's a difference between feedback and criticism. Um, Criticism is usually kind of breaking down what you did. So actually, believe it or not, here before the show, I made a mistake. (laughs) And uh, we were starting the show out, and I criticized Michelle. And Uh... And it derailed the beginning of the show. And it, it, it was just a dumb little thing. Like, I was like, hey, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever, right? Yeah. And it was a dumb little thing, but it immediately stopped her from from being able to, like, you know, it kind of interrupted stuff. It made it difficult. It's like throwing yeah. glue on 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 some well, situation, in this instance, right? It in kind a bunch of, of gears. Yeah. And in this instance, it messed with my um, confidence a bit. Yeah. And so uh, it, it kind of made me have to do six takes over here. <laughs> but which, here, here which, we are. Which is completely my fault, because if I would have instead just given you positive feedback, yeah. um, uh, it would have been different. Maybe. And what's what's the difference? So positive feedback is really when you're trying to explain something to somebody, but mm-hmm. you're intending to help them, right? You're not really trying to, to, to break them down. And criticism is just kind of like... Hey, why do you suck at that right now? Or, you know, I don't know. And, you know, I like it because I, I like telling the truth. But um, uh, my mom always said, tell the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's true, right? So, your mama knows. Yeah, mama knows best. I like your mom. Um, uh, tell the truth in love. And what that basically means is that the truth really doesn't have any value if it scars and injures, right? You know, um, so you really want to criticize with the concept of what we were, what we call the positive feedback loop, right? You know, so you're, you're providing positive feedback. Hey, you know what, is this the best time? Can we start it differently? What, what, how, what's, what's your headspace right now? Yeah. And really trying to understand them versus that's how I should have approached that. Right. Versus like, What's going on right now? You're, you're really uh, sucking at this, or something yeah. like that. You know, part of that comes with the territory of being in a relationship for more than twenty years, mm-hmm. where you just uh, forget your filters. 
You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. We get real comfortable with each other, but um, it's... But it still affects us. Yeah, for sure. And you you must continue to be mindful. You can't have that mentality of, well, they know how I am, they know how I feel, and, and not put it through a filter because it's just, it's just a, a way to show love. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, it's also when we talk about criticism, when you're critical, and I'm not using Isaac as an example right now, because what he said was nothing serious, guys. All he said was, what's going on? You're not your usual self, you know, but, um, you know, the more severe criticisms um, can be a way of someone thinking of themselves higher than the person that is being criticized. You know, criticism is boastful. Criticism can be proud. It it kind of does put one person down while the other one seems to be in the right. Yeah. Like we see this a lot, you know, um, I've seen this a lot in parenting. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with the kids? What are you doing? Did you, did you think that was okay? And I'm sorry, I sound like aggressive there, but I've heard that. I've oh, heard yeah, that so no, many times. In front of the kids. In front of the kids or in front of, uh, you know, just imagine if you're the other partner, yeah. female, male, it doesn't matter. That is degrading. Yeah. You know, that is so degrading. And it's just like, man, you know, sometimes it, when 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 a woman's doing it to a guy, I'm just thinking like, my God, they just, they just you know, castrated that guy. Yeah. And then when uh, a guy's doing it to a woman, it's like, my God, it's just beat the crap out of her. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look good no matter which way it comes from, whether it's male or female or in who starts it. Yeah. Having that type of criticism is, is really, really bad. And um, we, we see it as well in uh, families, right? Uh, yeah, like you criticize each other's families. Yeah. Um, and don't tell me you haven't been there. What? I mean, Isaac and I have been there too, although I really do hope they don't hear us right now. Of course, <laughs> our families are perfect. perfect. We have never criticized Michelle. Never. Don't lie. There's never any we issues. Never, we have never criticized our families. That is such a lie. <laughs> We're joking about it, but of, of, this is kind of inevitable. You're, you're, you're starting your own family. And as you're kind of starting your own family, it's one thing to kind of think of you're going to notice differences. Yeah. And when you notice differences, you're going to kind of come up with why those differences happen. Yeah. You know, a partner criticizing the other partner's family, but you got to understand how deeply that hurts yeah. because this is their culture. This is their, the way they were brought up, the way they were raised. These are their values. These are their core, like personality traits. And, and even if their family really has had difficult times, because you know, there are times where, you know, somebody comes from a really bad background, right? For sure, yeah. Like uh, somebody comes from a really difficult, broken family and they're and they're overcoming that, but they still don't necessarily want to be reminded of that. Yeah. They still also don't want to necessarily be reminded of how, you know, how, does that make them feel better? Yeah. We wanna, and, and we want to feel that we are better than our past. Yes. And you don't use the parents' flaws to project them onto your significant other. So you you can't go and say, see, you're doing this just like your mother would, or you know things like that, because that's, that's criticism on two levels. You're criticizing your partner and you're criticizing their family, which if you can't play it forward and see what, how that plays out in the next few minutes, that's just a double-edged sword. You've just made a couple slices right there and those are painful. Yeah, very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, another thing, and last, we'll, we'll kind of do this and then we'll talk about some do's, but yeah. um, don't belittle friends, careers uh, or career choices, hobbies, etc. These can just be, they're, 
you know, everybody, it, it's one thing to joke about it, but, but if we're doing it regularly, it's not a joke anymore. It's yeah. kind of really just belittling yeah. in general. And, you know, Michelle likes to listen to Celine Dion. And to be honest with not you, really, but I mean, every oh, now really and then, come on, <laughs> M- Michelle really I'm not likes like Celine Dion. Faithful listener, but every now and then, I like a new day. <laughs> okay, and let's just say that's not my style. No, right? of all the music out there, Celine Dion is totally like the opposite of my style, and I respect her as an amazing artist, musician, but I'm not going to listen to Celine Dion <laughs> and, and enjoy it. So. Um, I can I can joke with her about it, and I do, but I always am careful to stop and basically turn around and say, babe, as much as I'm joking about this with you, I love the fact that you listen to Celine Dion. Yeah, and, and you let be me you. listen to my song, please. Yeah, and you be you, <laughs> and you be you. So it's okay to joke and, and make fun and stuff. Just make sure that whenever you're doing that, that you come back to, to appreciating them for being different. Yeah. Now, belittling friends, um, for example, obviously have that balance and have that discernment, right? You know when friends can be dangerous and when traits are. So that's when you use your, uh, your, you know, your sense of your tact to talk about, hey, I'm concerned about these friendships because Mm -hmm. whatever. But just belittling friends because they're not your type of crowd, you know, that's that's just mean. Yeah. So let's talk about some points to counter Mm -hmm. um, some of these things. So we we talked about what not to do. Now let's talk about what to do. So one of the things that you should do um, is instead of criticizing, engage in an open, non-defensive communication and try to see your partner's perspective on an issue yeah yeah um also assume that your partner has a strong and valid point Ooh, i like that one that's kind of like um intentionally telling yourself you know they they got a point when you really don't want to say that yeah you got to have some trust trust that your partner loves you and that Mm your your partner is you know um some i mean you've chosen your partner for a reason right so trust your partner. Yeah. And, and, and above everything, stay humble. Stay humble. <laughs> stay humble. I'm the humblest man in the whole earth. So no, humble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's move on because okay. we've been here quite a bit. So let's talk about a lack of compromise mm-hmm. on that same list. So let's do the don'ts. Don't. Don't be uncompromising. Therefore, lack of compromise. Yeah, you know, um, a lack of compromise communicates that you think your way or style is better, or in some cases, the only way. And, you know, we've, I'm sure everybody knows somebody that like that. Yeah. They, they really think they are smarter, yeah. better than everybody else out there. Yeah. And, Let's be honest. Does anybody like that person? No. It also no. communicates a lack of listening, right? Yeah. Like you're really not paying attention. You're not listening. You're, you know, you've got to consider the other person's perspective. You've got to learn that skill. <laughs> yeah. And and just being able to compromise here and there just shows that you're, that you care more about the relationship than you care about being right, which is a very important thing. Yeah, there are big topics and there are little topics. Like, where are we going for dinner? That's a little topic. Big topics, how do we discipline our child? You know, um, all these areas can be areas where comp- uh, a compromise has to be met. Yeah, and and, comprom- and and 
if you have something that's a, a deep conviction, so let's say, I don't know, um, I'll pick something that's semi-neutral. Um, you really feel it's a deep conviction that your children shouldn't swear ever, right? Yeah. And um, it's a deep conviction of yours. Yeah, you can you can be uncompromising, but how you're uncompromising matters, right? Don't don't belittle anybody just because they don't necessarily agree with you. Yeah. Embrace them for having different opinions, but still don't compromise. You can be somewhat uncompromising in, in an integrity point. Yeah. But guess what? Not everything is integrity. Right. And if you're calling the integrity card on everything, you're probably a you know, a you're probably Yeah, you're probably <laughs> a little bit higher than thou. Yeah. And you probably need to check yourself. Yeah. Do listen to your partner and their point of view for understanding. Um, do find a middle ground or try to release your grip. You know what you can release your grip. Did you know about this monkey trap? Isaac, you know what I'm thinking about? Oh, the monkey I love trap? That. Yeah. It's a great story. Um, Tell it. it. Okay, so in case I get it wrong, you got to cut me off. But sure. basically, they put a treat, a banana I'll, or something. I'll tell it. It's a, so uh, the, the baboons love salt and they love oh, they uh, um, nuts and things like that. But it's most of the time with salt. Uh -huh. And uh, they'll, they'll put in a rock or a hole that's just large enough for the baboon to stick their hand in. But once they grab the salt or the nut, they can't pull their hand out without letting go of the because the hole is small smaller than their fisted yeah. hand so once their hand is fisted they can't do it and so they will literally capture baboons that way oh i got it wrong it is a nut but they feed them salt so they get really thirsty because baboons oh, love salt okay. and then they'll they'll put the last bit inside the thing the baboon mm -hmm. will reach for it get stuck and then they'll capture the baboon and just get him so thirsty that Finally, uh, he'll release it when he's so dying of thirst and he'll run straight to water. And typically baboons hide the water because they don't want you know, uh -huh. other predators to know where it is. So the whole point is <laughs> they don't release their grip, so they get trapped. Exactly. Right. Um, and so what I'm trying to get at somehow. <laughs> yeah, here I go explaining the, the story. And then in the Salah, in the African Sahara. <laughs> Going into Discovery Channel. I, I do mode. my little whatever voice that is. We can observe the cheetah. Listen to the mating call. <laughs> what I'm go. trying to say is release your grip. And that image comes to my mind of the uncompromising baboon, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, not I'm not calling you a baboon. I'm just saying that's how the baboon got caught. <laughs> yeah. So release your grip. You know, it could actually do you good to let go. Mm -hmm. It could. And I mean, this is a message I tell myself too. Let it go. Um, find a middle ground. Yeah. Or uh, even try your partner's way instead of yours to keep you humble. Uh, you might find that it actually was a better way. Ouch. That might hurt your pride. Yeah. And the very act of compromising repairs yes. and it makes a way for truth yeah. yeah so that's that's a powerful thing because when you compromise it's like the other person is like you know what i i believe in you mm -hmm. i i believe in you now we can do this yeah you know it it it, it breathes fresh air into somebody so let's talk about another one belittlement belittlement Ooh. don't so don't ridicule, ridicule, sorry. Ridicule, don't ridicule. Sorry, uh, we, we, we have some uh, 
have some grammar and spelling challenges. <laughs> we need some uh, speech therapy right now. So don't read ridicule. <laughs> Here we go. You boys. Don't ridicule. <laughs> don't be little. You, yes, let's just say don't be little. This is this is the problem when you grow up speaking two languages. There's goes my oh, arrogance. Oh, That's heard. my arrogance showing. <laughs> Did you guys know that Isaac is trilingual? <laughs> <laughs> There's my arrogance trying to show off that I'm making right. a mistake. I'm and I sorry, it's because my two languages are mixing up. They're mixing up. Um. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, belittling people is just really not cool. And it, it, it essentially is you're putting somebody else down and that's how you're essentially getting up. So did you grow? The answer is no, you didn't yeah. grow. You stayed the same. All you did was force somebody below you. And that's yeah. sad, right? Because if somebody is growing, we all appreciate that. Right. We've all been around people that are growing and they're getting bigger and better in mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And it's like, you're like, wow, did you see what Tim did the other day? Right. And Or did you see what, you know, Randy or John or whatever? You're so excited with them and you're like, man, that's so inspirational. Mm -hmm. But when you're, when somebody's belittling you, they haven't grown. Yeah. They haven't changed at all. Yeah. All they did was push you down. Yeah. So uh, let's not belittle. Right. Um, uh, definitely, here's the one that just like, ooh, God, is a big no for me. Uh huh. Don't like if you want to if you want to turn me off like uh, from your friendship or whatever. You want to make me kind of like not really like you. Belittle your spouse in public, male or female. If you belittle your spouse in public, male or female, it doesn't matter. If you're a girl and you do that to the guy, or you're a guy and you do that to the girl, oh man, I have lost so much respect for well, you. Well, and not just that, Isaac. Um, when I, because guys, I'm, I'm kind of an emotional person, and I am uh, very dramatic and um, very transparent. So, so when I've uh, had occasions. And I snap at Isaac in in public, mm -hmm. and I don't hold back, and I just say what I want to say in a grocery store or you know in a restaurant or whatever. I I have quickly learned that that is Isaac's big no. I do not yeah, belittle like with an audience near us because that just that for him particularly that is that is something that is very hurtful. Yeah. To me, that's like my, I, I just, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the only person out there. There's probably so. other people, but I, I'm definitely, that is like a big, oh no. Yeah. That, that no, I do not like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, that's the one, but yeah, you know, it, it's, so there's other people like me, but I, I, I'm curious to, to think about that with other people, I uh -huh. guess how they see things. But yeah. the truth is I would say, even if you think it's okay, guess what? There are so many people just like me that think that that is the grossest thing in a human being. Yeah. And you've seen it yourself. If you see someone being treated like that in public, I'm pretty sure you've made up your mind that it looks ugly. Um, but here's a more sneaky one, a more sneaky way of belittling. What if you belittle your spouse or your partner uh, to others? privately Ooh. so you gather your little group of girlfriends and you're having margaritas and you just start 
talking trash about your significant other, right? And yeah, your significant other is never going to find out. You're just girl talking. This is harmless girl talk. Well, just stop and think about it for a second. Is it really harmless? Because now you have influenced your friend's opinions of your uh, spouse or your significant other. Mm -hmm. You've also created space in your heart to be critical and belittling of your spouse in your heart, which is going to come out. It's going to show in one way or another. Um, And it's just, you know, yeah, I get it. You're having fun. You're laughing. And, you know, the truth is it can be harmless if you're just talking about uh, the difference between, you know, why are guys like that or why are girls like that? But if you wouldn't say it in front of your partner, um, then why would you say it? Yeah. And I think there's, and let's kind of make a difference. There's a very big difference between joking right. and belittling, right? And, sure. and sometimes that sometimes it can get gray, right? Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes yeah. it can get gray. But, um, you know, Michelle and I joke about each other all the time. Like, I'll be mm-hmm. like, whatever, um, stinky breath. Yeah, I'm saying, I don't call her stinky breath. Well, probably, yeah. we, we say some stuff that we probably shouldn't say on podcasts. We can be a little aggressive with our jokes. Uh-huh. But we're, we laugh at it, right? But... If I even notice that it's not landing really yeah. well, I'm like, okay, stop with the jokes. And then I'll stop and I'll be like, hey, just want to make sure you do know I'm completely joking and that I don't. So now we're talking about talking directly to me and joking like like poking fun. Yeah, I guess like if we're we're poking fun. So I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is that there's a difference between that and I and I want to make sure that because I think that some people maybe they start belittling others, their spouses as a joking thing, and then it just doesn't stop. What and and you're gonna get that? I think you're gonna get that icky feeling. You know, maybe in the moment you get caught up, but like later you're like, oh, I just said too much or I shouldn't have said that. I'm pretty sure your conscience comes to get you later and it will be a sure sign for you that that's that's too far. And if it and if you're and if you've already done it way too much that your conscience isn't getting you, let this podcast be a wake up call. Let us be your wake up call. And uh, just, you know, chill out with belittling your spouse. That's not cool. So instead... What should you do, Isaac? What do you say? I think that you should praise them. You should lift them up. You know, um, I understand that people can be, you know, everybody's got their great things and their bad things. And when you're living with somebody for a long time, it's easy sometimes to look at the bad things and to notice the things that they're not doing so well. Yeah. But I guarantee you that they, the reason you fell in love with them and the reason that you ended up with that person is because they were doing a lot of good things too. Which you're probably overlooking because yeah. you might be taking it for granted. And so just take the time to, to praise them. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised how quickly your perspective can change when you begin to appreciate the, the person you're with. Yeah. So Michelle and I will regularly um, throughout the week, throughout the day, spend time and just tell each other something personal. Like, you know what? I love the way that you are right there for the kids when they need them. You're the best mom ever. And uh, we'll we'll take a minute to praise each other, right? Yeah. And she'll say something like, man, Isaac, you are so handsome and <laughs> hot. I'm kidding. No, she never says that one. Yes, you um, are. <laughs> oh, my gosh, with. you guys. He, he, I was staring at him. Now you're making me blush. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. I just have to say. But I keep going. Kind of admiring at what I was staring at today. 
Um, I was staring at a big old bucket of lard. That's what she was staring at. (laughs) Um, Anyways, Uh, moving on. Judgmental attitudes. Judgmental attitudes. So don't judge motives or presume. What do you mean judge motives? Or this is a Spanish presume. We would say, well, presume I guess it's is presume. correct. It's, it's yeah, correct. It's when you assume. Assume, yeah. Okay, well, assume. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> so. More second language problems. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge somebody's motives. <laughs> you know, if it, 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 that's, you hate it when it's done to you. I'm sure sure yeah. you've been there where it's like, I know what you're thinking. No, you mm. don't know what I'm thinking. You said that because of this. Yeah, you said that because of this. Those things happen often in relationships. And that is not love. That is arrogance. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You're being arrogant when you assume that you know what somebody's thinking. Yeah, like you know their intentions. Yeah, so don't judge somebody's motives or, or assume that you know. The... Uh, the um, it's basically implying you you understand their intentions. You you're not leaving room for their individuality. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Give them space for that. And instead, ask information. Seek out questions. Hey, I hear you. When you say that, do you mean this or what do you mean when you're saying that? Right. You know, take the time to really understand what they're having to say. Ask multiple questions. Don't ask just one question and be like, mm-hmm. what do you mean when you say that? Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Don't corner them, paint them into a corner. But like, I knew it. <laughs> there's an example of this today. And um, so today Isaac and I were talking and we've been back and forth deciding, trying to decide whether or not we are going to buy a pickup truck. Oh, no. Yeah. And so we had this conversation this morning because mm-hmm. Isaac really has had his heart set on buying a pickup truck because it can be very useful for the things that we need right now. And I am more of the perspective of let's not get ourselves into a financial bind. And so we've had this back and forth conversation mm-hmm. uh, even this morning. And so right at first on the surface, it looked like um, Isaac's bringing up these uh, issues about, hey, this is a good deal, and do you want to consider it? And immediately I was like, no, I don't like this idea. And so the, in- the immediate interpretation is, okay, Michelle, you don't want a pickup truck. And uh, the more we talked about it, the more we shared, um, we were able to discuss more in-depth um, security issues that I had financial security or, um, Isaac's particular, you know, plans for the future, my plans for the future. And that led to like a three hour long conversation, a very important conversation, super important because we didn't just touch the, the issue of, do we want to buy this truck or not? It touched the issue of what happens in our life 20 years from now? Yeah. What are your dreams and hopes for our life? What does it look like in your mind when you become old? What do you think it's going to look like? You know, and these kind of mindsets and ideas change over time. When Isaac and I got married, we were in our 20s. Now we're in our 40s. And we have different ideas about what no, the future looks like. We're in our 40s. Like. We're in oh, our, we're twi- in our 20s. Yeah. We're Sorry, in our 2020s. <laughs> I made a mistake. We're in our 2020s. That's what we are. <laughs> we're in our 2020s, babe. Anyway, that, um, that, that conversation we had today was very insightful and it really led to a lot deeper understanding. Yeah, but you can only get there if you are asking 
yeah. questions. Yeah. And that that's the thing that I really want to encourage everybody to develop the habit. I, I try to teach people because that's part of what I do in work is I try to teach people the art of asking mm-hmm. a lot of questions. Yes. And it's it's frustrating to me as a teacher trying to teach people to ask more questions mm-hmm. when they just ask one or two questions and then they get to work. Yeah. And the answer is you can't really get to the bottom of something with just one or two questions. Yeah. If your life depended yeah. on it, you would be begging for as many questions as you could get. Yeah. You want to be well-rounded and understand all the parts. There's just one last part. Uh, we're talking about lack of accountability. Ooh. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Isaac? Yes, of course. Go for it. Man, you know, this is the one that I really want to this one's really near and dear to my heart. I think that um, this is what's wrong with society today. Um, yeah. we, we we really don't have, and I would say, you know, society today, Western society, let's be very specific, mm-hmm. Western society. So I'm talking about Europe, United States, Canada, et cetera. This Western society has this total disregard for accountability. Um, our actions don't matter. It's what we feel. Do what you feel is right. Mm-hmm. And what you feel is right hurts somebody else 99% of the time. And there's no personal responsibility in that stuff. And we've been doing that for years. And you, you sit there and you say, well, no wonder everything's so broken. You need to have some personal accountability for the things that you do and the things that you say. And you can't just pretend that you're only going to be accountable to the things that you like. You should you should exercise that concept all the way through. So with arrogance, there is a genuine lack of accountability. Yeah. They feel they are above accountability oftentimes. Or we right? feel like we are above accountability. Yeah, and yeah so, when it lands on your heart. And that's one of the, the opposites of humility. The, the, yeah. In humility, you really think the concept is like, man, I could be accountable for all of this stuff. Oh, man, I don't want to talk to somebody like that because what if they talk to me that way? I don't want to do that because, you know, then I'm just I'm doing it to myself. Or uh, what if my kids see me do it that way? You know, there's all this concept in, in, hum, in humility of how you do that. And it's the opposite in arrogance. So uh, don't be too proud to apologize or admit fault. Yeah, at one point you may have thought you were right. That doesn't mean that it, your future you didn't recognize that you were wrong. <laughs> so go ahead and admit to it. Yeah. And surround yourself with people who will confront you. Yeah. You need friends that are honest and unbiased. Yeah. Um, uh, and then as well do own up to your mistakes. Yeah. Or seek advice. If you, I mean, guys, we don't know everything, but somebody else knows a little more than us. So always be looking for a mentor. And and talk to somebody because the, you know, I, I have several people that I will call and, and just say, Hey, this scenario happened. What should I do? Yeah. And I'll tell you nine times out of 10, even the other day, like my dad, I talked to my dad and my dad, he loves me. And he was like, Isaac, you know, for the most part, from what you've told me, you you were right. But if you're saying that you were mad, you may have acted in a way that showed X, Y, or Z. 
you should still apologize for X, Y, or Z. And I was like, Dad, but you even admitted that I was right. Yeah, but yeah, you can be right and wrong. And still wrong because the way you display how you're right. Yeah. So um, that's important too, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to challenge you guys today because arrogance is a tough one, right? And maybe arrogance is is something that you're battling with or you're struggling with. Yeah. And if you are, what I want to challenge you first is try to find somebody that, that pushes back on you and let them push back on you. Listen to them. Even if it hurts, listen to feedback. The arrogant are often not wanting to listen to somebody that could tell them that they're wrong. They try to prove themselves right before anybody can even tell them they're wrong. Yeah. Go find somebody that, that tells you you're wrong. Also, you know, don't belittle anybody. Make it a challenge to do that. So let's challenge ourselves this week. Let's challenge ourselves to praise our partners. Let's challenge ourselves to speak well and good things about them. Let's challenge ourselves to admit to our mistakes. Be the first one mm-hmm. to admit to your mistakes. Let's challenge ourselves to find the fastest way to compromise. And let's challenge our, challenge ourselves to see the good, not the judgmental things. See yeah. the good in somebody. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for making it to this point in the podcast. I'm Isaac Hayes. And I'm Michelle Hayes. And this has been My Little Family.